0: soft power radio on kwnk 97.7 lpfm today we are in conversation with romar Tolliver and donald griffin about ancient destiny books and memorabilia an expansive new community project here on wells avenue in reno ancient destiny will be many things a bookstore and library a place to gather and a place to study a networking hub a tutoring center A peer counseling resource, a co-working space, an entrepreneurial incubator, an after-school hangout, and, through all these things, an economic and cultural wellspring for Reno's African-American community. Romar and Donald are currently in the early stages of getting the space built out and the organization up and running, but they are dedicated to the task and hope to have the grand opening in early September. Have some books you'd like to donate? Want to get involved in supporting the project? Come by between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. on weekdays. Ancient Destiny is located at 351 South Wells Avenue, through the door just south of El Tapatio Market and up the stairs to Suite 100.
1: We're here to spread the word about a platform that we come in together to create called Ancient Destiny Bookstores. And what this platform is, it's a place for the community, the inner city, to come together and build, encourage each other, develop resources, network, and also have a place of learning and encouragement. My name is Romark. I'm a local, uh, what do you call it, a Renoite, you know <laughs> what I mean, born and raised in Reno. Um, I went to Hug High School, you know, uh, in my in my younger years I was a A local little artist, local little rapper, so to speak, you know what I mean? I made music. I have like 10 albums and um, just speaking on life experiences and things like that. And then, like I said, when I had my little medical scare, you know, I kind of fell back from the music. Um, My eyes were going bad. I had uveitis and he had detached retina, lost vision in my eyes. So around that time, I was like, a nervous wreck. So I was reading everything my, I got my hands on type of thing. And I've read more books since I've been blind in my eye than I've read all through high school or whatever. And it just opened my awareness to the issues and things going around in the community that need some kind of addressing some support or you know call to action to to help. And that that's my mission, man. That's, that's what I'm on. You know, so I figured that a community bookstore to help support and target our issues was a great idea, but um, at this point in time in life, man, I'm I'm big on family, I'm big on community, I'm big on on togetherness, you know what I mean?
2: Donald Griffin, founder of New Generation Dare, uh, street poet with Our Town Reno. Uh, I would like to say one of the founders of uh, Nevada's first Black Wall Street. I got a young brother right here and a, a couple of uh, sisters that we're working with to build that confidence back in the people that I feel that we lost somewhere. I was one of those guys that you know I try not to look at the young, when I, the youth. It doesn't matter what color, but I see them and they just walking around in a state of confusion like I was, and it's like. I want to snatch them. Get well. You know how you want to do it with me? Get, get well. But now it's just like, it just takes time to get those kids back involved and ask them what are their dreams or remind them of what their dreams are. Yeah. And so New Generation Dare is to bring the awareness of homeless and youth addiction. So go out to the river and we've been passing out food. I took my daughter out there. We passed our food. And New Generation Dare go out there. I like to put... I like to show what people tend not to pay attention to and that's the homeless. Because I see somebody laying out there for two to three hours and we drive past them like it's normal to sit out there or be laid out there and drunk like that. So I go out there they come talk to me and I videotape that and I like the, the people who sit on the council, I like to add them into the Facebook so they have to go out there and do something. So we got Devin Reese to go out there and donate some water. Had Naomi uh Dewar come out there. She didn't come out there, but they they brought water and porta-potties out there. So just that little initiative that in that push I gave them bring and some then awareness. yeah, bring yeah. awareness and now the people on the river, you know, hey, you doing this. Thank you. But it's somebody needs it. Like you say that initiative, that push I came out here when I was 20. I went to Job Corps. I'm from South Central Los Angeles. And I was already on the disturbing path. And I was more infatuated with drugs, running the streets. And if you did tell me something, I wasn't listening to digest it and take it in. I look at the same people, the same me, nowadays, walking with their pants and hanging off with no... Guidance, and if they are listening to the guidance, they're only listening with one ear. I don't want them to have that same story of watching their kid's mother overdose, losing a child to CPS. I have uh, two older children in my first marriage that I was, I love the drugs and, and the street life so much that I went on and said, Sacrifice them. So now it's just my son now got back into my life. He said, I apologize for giving up on you. And that was a burden left off my shoulder. Mm. I don't want kids to have the same story I have right. of sitting up under a bridge putting a needle in their arm or prostituting their kid's mother off, you know, so I come out of a coma, you know, this is the renal matrix to me, so now I've been on both sides. I was the, I was the uh, menace to society, now I'm trying to be the, the, the remedy to the society of the menace, right. if that makes sense. And so now I go out there and I reach out to those young women that are being prostituted, those young men that are out there with no guidance. And I want to be that voice that they hear. I want to be that, that, that inspiration and say, you know what, he did it. You know, he was drinking and drugging for 23 years, had a needle in his arm, and now look at what he's doing. Oh, that's something I admire about Donald. Um, Let's go back a little bit how, how we came in
1: contact uh, from from going to the gym, you know what I mean. We each in our own little zone doing what we doing, but I seen his dedication, I seen his tenacity, and then uh, when we became friends on Facebook, I seen the outreach he was doing, and I was like, he got drive, and he's doing this in my city to mm. where people of my city ain't even doing this, you know what I mean? So. I had to reach out to him, and uh, we connected on on a couple different little introductions. But since then, though, you know it's uh, you know uh, a brotherhood type thing, you know what I mean? And uh, we here to make a change. It's T. Wisdom. I dedicate this to all my niggas who done lost their life, whether out there in them streets or to them cell blocks.
0: That was Can It Be? by T. Wisdom. You know him in this interview as Romar. You are listening to KWNK 97.7 LPFM in Reno, Nevada. We are talking with Romar and Donald about Ancient Destiny Books and Memorabilia, a community space and cultural center by and for the local black community.
1: Ancient Destiny Books and Memorabilia, which is... uh a hub for african-americans uh, here in reno nevada or the visitors that come in you know a lot of visitors come into reno and there's no place to go that supports or have any offerings of black material culture books anything so this is a place that like I said we're just developing in support of us Um we're not Denying anybody access, you know, we welcome all support. You know what I mean. Yeah. We want to do a, run a youth um, literacy program out of here to encourage reading, encourage reading, just awareness, information. It's like an information bank. Hey, um, book clubs, men and women book clubs. Um, each one teach one. You know, we learn as a group. We grow as a group. Uh, it's so it's so much that can come out of here from. From hosting entrepreneurism to local artists that may have some little artists they want to display or do a little small art gallery or whatever it may be to support the culture of the black community. It's kind of, I would say there's, there's not really a, a, a platform in, in our community you know, besides the church, you know what I mean, and other than that, where where do we have to build, to congregate, to encourage and empower one another? There is no place. There's a lot of black books and black authors that don't get circulated in Barnes and Nobles and bookstores and things of that sort. So we want to kind of be an outlet for a lot of independent authors. Um, Maybe have a few book signing hosts in here, you know. uh, We we encourage kids, you know, to to read. Like I said, that's the literacy program, that's the foundation, that's the next generation is the kids.
2: Kids working, tutoring, learning, books, art, yeah,
1: yeah. the atmosphere, the ambience—they should should feel at home. It should be warming, welcoming, cultural vibe, mm-hmm. and they will be greeted with with the same energy. You know what I mean?
2: So, we can take people into um, a well care. We can take them into behavior health. We can actually hold group meetings if somebody want to go in here, and we can write that off for the co- uh, court cards. You know, like they wanna have the AA meeting or something like that, so I can go ahead and host that here. Okay, sign it off.
1: It would be more of a you know, a, a open retail spot, nine to five Monday through Saturday type of thing. Um, yeah, doors would be open to kids. We'll probably try to do maybe like a little after school reading program for an hour or two possibly. You know, anything we can squeeze within our our schedule. Yeah, We had a our, our plan for a grand opening around September 5th. That's what we had a, a grand opening plan. We do like a little festival in the parking lot here. But if it grows big enough, we're going to do a little festival <laughs> in the park over there. Yeah, I think it's and, be uh, big enough. Yeah, I got a local band, uh, Jelly Bread. You come, they're going to come do a little rendition or two, um, maybe invite a, a local low food truck to come out and support and donate and just bring the community out.
0: That was Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City by Bobby Blue Bland. You are listening to KWNK 97.7 LPFM in Reno, Nevada. We are in conversation about ancient destiny books and memorabilia located at 351 South Wells Avenue through the door just south of El Tapatio Market and up the stairs to Suite 100. Ancient Destiny is currently looking for book donations and welcomes any and all genuine community support. Want to get involved in supporting the project? Come by between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. on weekdays.
1: We encourage kids, you know, to to read. Like I said, that's the literacy program, that's the foundation, that's the next generation is the kids. Um, Within that, though, we we need some adults in here reading some, some books, too, whether it be health books, financial books, uh, law books, uh, history books, whatever it may be, whatever they're calling is, but just to be a place to provide that.
2: We're asking for books of law to um, build a foundation of how things are operated, to build the first black Wall Street in Reno, Nevada, and with those law books, we can... um, put a new germination of thinking into our children's minds. I believe that this new uh, airwave of music, media is a distraction for our youth today. I believe that black men and black women, majority of black men have to stand up. We have to come back and grab these young kings and queens and put them on their thrones and let uh, let them know where they're from and who they are and what they're missing out on in life. I don't believe that they're... We face the same issues as California, Chicago, and New York with the police brutality. I think that they're beating us in a different way. I think they're beating us mentally. And uh, everybody has a a, a a dollar in this monopoly game, and we haven't even read the rules yet. And, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't. Wow. And it's just like I'm watching how everything is evolving and we're still just stuck in this cycle of just walking around playing music. So my drive is to help us get that feel of life back into us. So those legal books can kind of give me an avenue of somebody want to sit down. This is how you buy a house. This is how you get the equity in it. This is how we keep. Don't sell mama house, keep the house right. and build more houses, you know, duplexes. It's about encouraging and, and
1: developing as many black entrepreneurs, black business owners, black artists, black authors, you know, just just to empower and spread the word that we, we now have a, a place of networking, um, we have a place of a, somewhat of a culture identity where we can you know help help and reach out and support local community
2: issues Are the teachers asking them what their dreams are? It can't be on a teacher, it has to start in homes too right. so if it's not, if nobody's addressing it then we'll be the two so far to go out there and do the footwork and bring it back in here, brainstorm and bring the higher arts the elders involved and they can feed us more and keep water in the it seed. It
1: takes a village to raise a child it takes a village to educate one, so we're just trying to put the platform together for the village.
2: I think and I feel, and I could be wrong, so please correct me, that the, the, the black community here is close network is being all related and working out with the church. I believe this is a step outside of the church and we're asking for more than what the church is asking. We're asking for not to come get saved, but to save your community rather, you know, and find out who you are. And I feel like that's a lot, what's wrong with us out here, we're wearing Michael Jordan because we want to be like Michael Jordan, we're trying to find our identity. So we're putting on all these flashy clothes and not really knowing who we are inside or what we wanted to be when we were young children. So what are we bringing here is to help you remember what your dream was. I'm a big believer in uh, education. However, the Bible to me doesn't say anything about education. It says follow your dreams. And I, I feel that we always direct our children. Like, go out and go work for somebody. Go find you a good job. Instead of saying, you know what? We always want to play cowboys in India. Go be a sheriff. Go be a police officer. And us being as black men, we see so much uh, hatred coming from the police officers that we tend to say, you know what, After police bump on NWA Ice Cube, I feel as black men and black queens that we should start saying, you know what, in order for us to have a society and a community that we feel is right, you have to be that police officer. You have to be that judge, that lawyer, and so forth. But we do have to get into the real estate. We do have to own our own business, our own land, on top of that as well. Now, I'm not talking bad about the church, but this is what I see. The churches are like liquor stores. They're on every corner. And there's just so much stuff that's happening in those neighborhoods. Well, you know, form your neighborhood watch. Let's get it back. That way the police don't have to monitor and profile us when we profile.
1: Deacons of defense. There you go. And once you
2: say, well, uh, it takes a village to do what? raise a child. The villages are our parents, our aunties, that used to whoop us and then send us home to get that same whooping. But now we didn't let the the state become our father, our mothers, that we can't even discipline our child. You know, so we know what the problem is. You know, we have the remedy for it. Now we got to be that voice and putting it out. And I believe that Reno was small enough to make a name for us. You know, it's small enough. We're not fighting that outside fight. You know it's all
1: these, mental. These youngsters want to be a part of something, right? But they do not want to hear no pacifying. They don't want to hear no Jesus loves you and saves you and all. They don't want to hear that. But if they see action being put out, put forth, they'll get behind that. That's just like with all the riots and stuff. That was just a waste of energy. Mm-hmm. But if we had a platform to channel that energy into construction, something positive, it would have been a lot, a lot different outcome, a lot different outcome. But to take to the streets and tear up the community that's been gentrified, okay, I understand that too, Mm because it's coming from frustration. We've been deprived and denied, you know what I mean? So this is a way to channel some positive energy, but with that same... Aggression though, but towards a positive mm-hmm. result. Rashad Joel, your daddy led you to death, and I know you can tell I might as well put the truth in the air. Who's to say what's fair?
0: That was Product of a Broken Home by T-Wisdom. You are listening to KWNK 97.7 LPFM in Reno, Nevada. We are talking with Romar and Donald about Ancient Destiny Books and Memorabilia, a grassroots, expansive initiative to address the issues that they see as burdening Reno's African-American community.
1: Every, every male in my family has, has been in prison from Reno. Even I, I was sent to prison at 18 years old, you know what I mean? Um, the day I was supposed to be going to college was the day I was actually entering the fish tank in Carson City, you know what I mean? And it's uh, not just my family down there. Every black male I know in Reno that grew up from Reno has been to prison. Now, is that a Coincidence? It could have been some bad choices made, but the bigger structure, I mean, yeah, prison the pipeline, prison the pipeline. I was raised by my grandmother, and throughout my little adolescent years, my parents were in and out of jail a lot. So it was me and Graham. She took me everywhere and went to church five times a week, type thing. <laughs> and uh i don't know just her guidance morals principles kind of thing somewhat stuck with me in the state of least, as a kid in in our little northeastern section yeah there there was more of a community so to speak um yeah, there was enough kids on the street to play tag and football, hide-and-go-seek type thing. You get in trouble down the street, you only get a whooping from down the street, and they're going to bring you back home and get a whooping at home type of thing. It was a community. Now, it's more of a, oh, don't tell my kid nothing type of thing. When you know your kid is bad as hell type thing behind the scenes, but... I don't know, just the moral perspective, the, the moral structure of the family, the, the unity of the community, like... It doesn't damn near exist no more. And I feel like we like the last of the Mohicans. <laughs> For one, with me, I'm, I'm born and raised in Reno. Um, and I've seen the disenfranchisement of the black community here in Reno. Um, yeah. And it's vital, it's needed. There's, You can drive through the neighborhood that Northeast Reno used to be the, the black neighborhood, and uh, you can drive through a couple streets and you probably could never even tell that, you know, it was a black neighborhood type of thing. Um, like I said, Grandma's house has been sold and mm-hmm. and, you know, it's been gentrified. Gentrification has taken place. And things that used to be the grocery store is now the the thrift store, Mm -hmm. you you know what I mean, and things like that. The only thriving businesses in the neighborhood is the liquor store type of thing. But it's vital that, that's why this is so important, that's why it's needed, because it needs resources. It needs, what would you call it, Uh, leadership, Mm -hmm. mentorship within the inner city of the community for people like us. Even in that time, it it was more businesses, it was more homeowners, you know what I mean? Had a lot more going on. People were more, what would you call it, um, interacting, basically, you know? It was more interacting. So within the interacting, businesses were developed, but now there's there's no black businesses. There might be a few hanging on by a string or two but nothing significant to where there's an actual economic base in the community, you yeah. yeah, the black community has like been decimated, dismantled. Yeah, um, right now the percentage of black people in Reno is like 2.7, and Pretty sure around that time it had to have been maybe close to seven eight percent at that time. So even in single digit numbers have been slashed. So it's kind of kind of scary. And at the same time, there's no unity. There's no community base. There's no culture base. The only really black business we have are barber shops and churches. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah. Besides, like, sports, you know what I mean? There's not really a a significant educational platform, so to speak. And information is not getting passed around. The numbers are, are dwindling, so it's like everybody's on... Survival, trying to get a paycheck, type of thing. You know what I mean? Self-preservation, so to speak. Instead of coming together and preserving somewhat of a culture base, you uh, know that—that's what I feel this is. This is here for. So, what me and Donald are doing is like a call of action to those that you know. It's time to put your money where your mouth is, or you know strap on your boots whatever but it's probably like a, a call to action to kind of preserve what's left out of 2.7 <laughs> percent whatever that may be No you know kid they, they want to be a part of something but if it's nothing out there to be a part of you know what i mean yeah. and in idled hands over this pandemic time it's just we have to create something we have to create
2: something. In Midtown to me is the the white Wall Street. Uh, we need a black Wall Street. We're here right here in the Hispanic Wall Street. <laughs> and it's just like, and then you go to a Korean restaurant, you see other Koreans. And so this is an exchange of money, whether it be through donation, through the uh, greenback. However, us as black Americans, we're not doing that. And in Reno, Nevada, I believe it's small enough to do that, and it's big, small enough for us to make a big name and a big impact on our next generation and therefore to come. At the same time, it's time to become
1: property owners, real estate Mm -hmm. owners, investors, things of that nature to where not just renting a space, but actually ownership.
2: Owning it. Owning a little mall where we can have... So I, I like how they have it you have three black business that's in here, even though we haven't intertwined yet and got it but just imagine it already being what it is, it's just that it has a whole mall, you can come work out like a sports west, they got a whole little mall. Everybody's in there, everybody's eating, everybody's at their table. You know, here it's like what I see within the black community, I I, I have to be honest is that you have a few that might just help you out every day. But it has to be more organized. So before we can start branching out, we have to get sit down, be all on the same page, you know. And my first question to a person is, what is your business going? How is your business going to finance the children in the neighborhood? The same way I would address a politician. What is your motive for the children? Right. You know what I mean. Because if your motive is not for the children, then they got to be for yourself, and then I might not want to be a part of that so that's what I mean everything that's that you don't have to necessarily do everything I'm doing but it has to be something that you giving back to your community that way everybody can survive because if you take your business money and take it to another then you're not helping us right so we've got to play. we have to play monopoly until we're able to go out and still play Monopoly. Right now, we're just watching everything from the sideline and barely making it with we the, the We ain't even on the sideline. Yeah. We behind the bleachers. We ain't even in here. Everybody
1: scoring and everything. Yeah.
0: like the river i've been running that was a change is going to come by sam cook you're listening to kwnk 97.7 lpfm in reno nevada we are in conversation about ancient destiny books and memorabilia located at 351 south wells avenue through the door just south of el tapatio market and up the stairs to suite 100 Ancient Destiny is currently looking for book donations and welcomes any and all genuine community support.
1: And these kids like today that. are a lot brighter oh. than kids from a different decade ago. Brighter you than know me? what I mean? They are a lot brighter. They observe, you know what I mean? They haven't been boxed in, so to speak. Even though they wild, too. But they are they are a lot more creative. They're a lot more sharper. Yeah. They ask questions, you know mm-hmm. what I mean?
2: Their minds is running so fast off these computers. So I look at it like this. They're on their phones in class, they on computers. You turn that off and then give them a book and say, okay, read that. The book is not moving. They don't know how to move that book with their minds <laughs> yet. They, don't, they haven't got to that point of being relaxed to be able to read a book, drink a cup of coffee, some water. So we got to keep up to the way their minds are thinking. Only way for me to think right now how their mind thinking is money. Okay, if you get this much, because a lot of these kids are probably in a home where they don't like, so they only escape is college. So they sit near, they study, and they escape from wherever uh, environment they're in. So let's why not? So you write a paper, you write an essay, you like poetry, you write that, and we can send that off to all these poets. You take them to the Highland Project, let them start voicing their opinions to get them out their shell. Mm. You know, just. Do what the kids want to do, as long as they're not on the corner selling their bodies, their souls, drugs, and polluting their the environment, then let's do it. You know, we got to sit down and ask the kids first, what is it that you guys like? And then we can sit down and, and come up with a plan. But I don't think that we can say, this is what the kids need, this is what they have to have. I think we need to have some insight. You know, a couple of teenagers and say, okay, what can we do? Right, a couple what of is think it? tanks. Yeah. A couple of
1: little yeah, mm-hmm. teenage think tanks. Yeah. They will come. They will come to listen to see what's being designed with an open ear to understand or how can I help. Because kids want to be a part of something. That's why they run into the gangs and, and all that. The, the, the boy with the bag and all that old shit. They just want to be a part of something. But if it's part of something positive and constructive that they can benefit from, that the community can benefit
2: from, that we can be proud of to have a hand in, this is a start. This is not a place to drop your kids off as a babysitter. You'll be back in three hours. No. We want you to engage with us while we engage with your son until we become familiar to what he want to start doing and then we can start doing that. Right. So it's going to be, we're not dealing with a Goliath. We, we're just dealing with, hey, we got to promote this. This is what these young black men are about. This is what we're trying to, we're not, I'd rather say attraction rather than promotion. Mm. So these young black women, these young black queens that are out there that needs that, they might need that interaction with us as well. You know, come in here and get this, engage in a conversation this is what we're doing okay your son needs football clothes so we'll pick out three four kids out of there with a car wash you know, help these kids get their uniform, help these kids right. and then it go just like that. Right. So this to help these kids get involved, hey, and that's word of mouth. Hey you know what these these young black men didn't help my son get that now they wanna come. And eventually the the sadly to say the man should be coming first, but the men will follow the women. Right. You know. That's but we have to say, get man. those women involved with their children because Perfect. that's wow. we have to build this for the next generation. For the men that don't wanna come, we don't need them anyway. So, if you're doing good in school, your grades, you come over here, you get a hundred dollar bonus every per semester. However they break it down, you come over here with all A's or GPS, whatever your grade average is how you break it down in the increments of how you can come get you a monthly check. So we're going to pay you to go to school until you want to come in here and pay everybody else to go to school. Until you don't need to be paid. But that would be, you know what, they they Some doing kind of this. E- exactly. Campaign. To make you want to learn, you know. So it's, it's like. A $100 gift card yeah, or something. Yeah, something or just put it out there. Like, okay, they paying. It's a lot of like these kids. different little campaigns. Yeah, $20 yeah.
1: for every book you read. Type exactly. You and write a
2: report mean? about it. You know, then we can send that report to the Poetry Club. Or we can send that and help these kids get their, their whatever their gifts nice. are out there. Yeah. In the next couple of weeks, I'm going to get my peer support specialist uh, for the next two weekends, and that's what I want to hold. You know, some that they can come in here and get them the, those stuff that hunts them off their chest. A lot of people don't feel comfortable going to AA meetings or just talking to their peers, so. In here, we want them to feel comfortable. You know, we it's a nice little setting. Yeah, we could talk, and we can write that off for the course as well. You ain't gotta pay. It's just some place that you can come and bring get that momentum going. That you feel comfortable here, and that'd be the that word of mouth that get out and help us bring more, you know, people involved. We've been working on
1: this say, about a month or two, but it's it's growing beyond what we kind of imagine it to be because it's. Such a, a needed, vital platform. You know what I mean. Uh, our platform is usually images on the TV or what's heard on the radio, and that's a, that's a facade, man. That's a, that's an illusion. That's not who we are as a people, and those are not even the, the morals that we stand on as a people. You know what I mean? That's something that people are doing to make money, you know what? Entertainment and sports type of thing. But we need an intellectual balance. And that was kind of the basis idea for this, this bookstore, you know what I mean? It have some black art, some black books, some black paintings, um, host uh, book clubs, you know what I mean? And just have a place where we can conjure up. And this is like a, more of like a, a call of action type of thing, to see how many people we can network and build with to create a platform that bridges the gap and provides for the community. I mean, yeah, that's what it's about. First, they could reach out on Facebook, and from that point in time, I mean, we, were, we would want to sit down with them and, and exchange ideas and see how we could help each other, you know what I mean? We, we just ain't from a take, take, take perspective, you know what I mean? We want to see how we can help out, too.
2: Uh, Facebook, New Generation Dearest, the website, they can see the commercials that we make. They can see if that's something that they want to be a part of. And then we can see on Facebook if you know if that's something we want to be a part of, with what you're doing. You know, so, if minds is really the youth of the community, it doesn't matter which color, it doesn't matter.
1: If it's a will, it's a way at this point. Um. I'm on disability, you know what I mean, and a and couple little dollars I had saved when I seen this spot was open, uh, I called them and seen, and uh, it was available, and I happened to have enough coins in, in my little stash, so so I grabbed it, and like I said, I kind of feel it was like a spiritual calling, man, and that's what this platform is for, it's, it's bigger than me, it's, it's not even about me, it's about the community, you know what I mean? We want to reach out, yeah, we want to network with like-minded individuals, entities that, you know, have a heart for the community, a heart for helping, a heart for betterment, you know what I mean? And that's, that's what the world, the city, everybody needs in their life at this point in time.
0: Today, We were in conversation with Romar Tolliver and Donald Griffin about their ambitious community initiative, Ancient Destiny Books and Memorabilia. A library, gathering place, educational hub, and economic and cultural wellspring by and for Reno's African-American community. The grand opening is tentatively scheduled for early September. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. Ancient Destiny is located at 351 South Wells Avenue through the door just south of El Tapatio Market and up the stairs to Suite 100. If you want to support or get involved, come by between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. on weekdays. Oh, it's just a... Oh, I like it here. I don't want to leave. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this was Soft Power Radio. I just want to ask you some questions about the spaceship. The count is picked up at zero minus ten seconds. Nine, eight, seven...